The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Father, bless the people that may have had to leave. <laughs> Thank you for your word. Thank you that you watch over your word. And I pray a special anointing upon each person and every ear be anointed to hear and every heart receptive to receive all that you have, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 4, and the title of the message this morning is, He's God of the Breakthrough. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 14, and Jesus returned the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and they went under fame of him through all the region round about, and he taught in the synagogues, being glorified of all. <clears throat> and he came to Nazareth, we'd been brought up, and as was his custom, we went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day instead of Fort Reed, and there was delivered in him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he opened the book and found the places written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance of the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, I want you to focus in on verse 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, what does that mean, the acceptable year of the Lord? I'm so glad you asked. The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Somebody said, well, I can't wait for that day. No, he said today this scripture is fulfilled. Right now in 2024, we are living in the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. You go look at the word profuseness and see it's about abundance and plenty. It's about overflow. It's about everything that you need. And Jesus was announcing that. Well, you could see the result of the message. There were people upset about it. They wanted to kill him. I, I would never expect a message on blessing to have a result where people actually want to take you and throw you over a cliff. I think some of their direct descendants are still around in America today because the moment we go around and we start preaching to people, I don't like that. I don't like that. You can't tell people that it's the day when the free favors of God profusely abound. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just reading the scripture. Yeah, but that was for those days. That's not for today. Listen, you shut up, Joe Ash. We are not interested in your lies and what the devil tells no, people, listen, 
Don't argue with the word of God. Don't argue. How? Let me ask you a question. How in the world are you going to receive if every time you read the scripture, you argue and that's not for me, not for me. So then if that's not for you, what's for you? What is for you? What are you going to believe God for? Can, can we take him at his word? Can, if his word said that, can we believe that? Can we go, that's mine? Or is this only for one or two or three people? It's not. It's for whosoever will. This is available to whosoever will. He can come freely with no restraint. It's the case of the banquet table set before you in the presence of your enemies. Somebody said, oh, there's a big banquet table. Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to go there. If, if I went near there, people say, get away. You, you're not allowed to eat at this table. That's what the religious people are doing. You can't eat at the table. Listen, just be quiet. That table was set by my Savior, my Lord and Savior. And he said, I, I want you to come and dine. So he's calling me to come and eat. It's rude for me not to come sit down at the banquet table and eat just because you are irritated because I'm sitting eating. Well, what about the poor people out there? The poor people out there, yes, we're going to help them. But there's a banquet table. Well, we just got to think about the poor. You need to eat, otherwise you're going to drop dead if you don't come eat. You can't give what you don't have. How are you going to give away blessing if you don't have blessing? Well, I'd just love to. I just wish the Lord would. Yeah, I'm telling you how to do it. You have to, you, you have to come to the place, and it's not being selfish. It's just where, I'll tell you what, if nobody else is going to grab a hold of this, I'm grabbing a hold of it because I need to have a breakthrough because I actually want to help people have a breakthrough. So the banquet table set before us in the presence of our enemies, which you've heard me say this many times before, and you'll hear me say it many times later, that right in the middle of all your enemies, there's the banquet table. So if you focus on your enemies, you miss the table. Somebody says, oh, look at all this. Yeah, but hey, there's a table. Sit down, shut up, use your, your napkin, and get out, get out the food. It's, it's right there. It's for you. Amen. Now, does everyone receive from the free favors of God? The free favors of God profusely abound. That means there's enough for everybody. There's more than enough for every single person in this room and everybody watching by way of television. And anywhere you go, does everybody receive? No. No, they don't. Even though it's available to everybody, everybody doesn't get it. Why? Is, is that, okay, so God loves people, some people he loves and other people he doesn't love, that's why they don't get it. No, not that way. He loves every person the same. But it comes down to verse 24, if you want to read there. He said, no prophet is accepted in his own town or country. So that's why people don't receive, because they don't receive, listen to me, they don't receive the messenger that comes bringing them the message that's going to actually set them free. I don't like the way they look. I tell you, I just don't like the hairstyle. I tell you, if you just wouldn't wear those shoes, that would, you know. So they don't receive from the messenger that God sends. 
Somebody said, well, why does the Lord send a messenger? I mean, we don't, we got the Bible. The Bible says, how will they hear if there's no preacher? Well, why does God need a preacher? Go ask him, don't ask me. The last thing I wanted to do was preach. Somebody said, I didn't know that. I thought, no, I knew God had called me. I thought I was going to be in the music ministry. I played guitar, I played, I was, I'm going to believe we had a band. I'm going to travel the world and sing and, you know, just say. I didn't want to preach. The first day that I preached, I was a nervous wreck. My tongue, my mouth dried. My tongue stuck the roof of my mouth. I, I, I kept looking at my guitar, where's my guitar? I was like hiding behind my, my guitar. I was a nervous wreck. And then the Lord said to me, listen. You, you're a minister, not a performer, sister. It's got nothing to do with your guitar. Just get up and say what I tell you to say. I thought, okay. So in other words, I'm actually a repeater. I'm a repeater. I just repeat what I hear. So that takes all the pressure off. Some say, well, the Lord didn't tell you to talk about Joe Ash. I, look, it's not my problem. No, it's not my problem. Those words are in the Bible. Anyway, <laughs> okay, verse 25. Now listen, this is very important for you to understand what I'm talking about here. He said, many, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when there were three years and six months of drought and he went to no other person other than the woman of Zarephath. So there's other w widows, they're all dying, but no other widow was he sent to. Now that... Looks like, okay, the Lord really does favor one over another. But I want you to think about something here. Because that woman could have rejected him the moment he showed up at the house. Are you with me? If you want to read about it, you can read about it in the scripture. In 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16, how he went to her and he asked for a drink of water. And, and she was going to get it. And he said, can I have a morsel of bread? And she said, I don't have much. Yeah, I got a handful. And I'm going to bake for me and my son, and we're going to eat it and die. And he said, that's fine, but bring me a cake first. Now, she could have rejected him at that moment, and she would have missed out on what God had for her. Because God didn't send him there to rob her of the final meal that she had, but he actually sent the man of God there to break her and give her a breakthrough into another realm of supernatural provision. So you either recognize that or you don't recognize that, and many people don't. They don't recognize when God's actually sending somebody to come and help them. They just argue, and they've got this whole stronghold in their mind and their heart, and they've been, you know, through the ringer, concerning church and religion, and they've got their own opinions. They have, a, they have their own books of the Bible. You've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Mary, Sue, Jack, and, uh, you know, they've got their own epistles, and, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, in their minds, what they believe is true, even though it's based on absolute nonsense. So, he, he sent to this widow, and what happened when she obeyed the anointing, because anointing is coming to you right now. Somebody said, well, when is it coming to me? Right now, at this moment. And then what about Naaman the leper? There were many of 
the lepers, and you can read about 2 Kings 5, 1 to 14. There were many other lepers in Israel, but no one else got healed other than Naaman. Somebody said, well, that means God, you know, didn't, he didn't love anybody else. He just wanted to come and, you know, Naaman must have done. No, I'll tell you how these things work. What God looks for is a spark of faith. So what, everywhere I go and minister, when I get up to minister, I'm, I'm preaching to everybody, but I'm looking for those that have a spark of faith. Now, I'm, I'll do anything. I'll provoke them. Sometimes you're going to have to get mad, sad, or glad. You can't be neutral. If you come to these services and you're just neutral, you're not going to get anything from the Lord. So obviously, I provoke. Somebody says, yeah, but you make people mad, they're going to leave. At least they got something. At least we should have some t-shirts in the lobby going, I got mad down at the river church. <laughs> we, we should have three. I got mad at the river. I, I got mad at the river. I got sad at the river. But when I broke through, I got glad at the river. Yeah. My job is to push. My job is to provoke. My job's not, I'm not yet to say, you didn't like me. Oh, I really like that guy. In actual fact, many times, most people, they don't like me. I'll tell you what, I came to a meeting. I don't like you at all. I just got a letter. We were in Vegas, and the pastor brought a letter. I, I, I didn't bring it with me today, and put a check of $500 in for the ministry. And he said, listen, I, I just have to apologize to you. He said, for years I've trashed you. He said, I'm a pastor in California. He said, for years from the 90s, he said, when I first saw you on television, I got so irritated. He said, I hated you. He said, anytime your name was mentioned, he said, I trashed you. He said, I, 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 it was a daily thing with me back in the 90s, and then I didn't know where you went, and then suddenly I just saw everything blow up, and you really irritated me. He said, everything about you irritated me. I couldn't stand one thing. I believe in what you were preaching. I didn't believe in what you were doing. And he said, I want you to forgive me. He said, because somebody came who had been touched through your ministry, and the power of God hit me and shook me like a rag doll. My whole life turned around. And then he introduced me to what you were saying, and he said, I realize my bias shut you off. I would not listen to one word you said because of what I'm, I'm dealing with. And please, would you forgive me? He said, my whole life's been turned around. My whole life's been changed. And he said, I realized what I missed in the 90s and then the next decades. So what we look for is a spark of faith. I actually look for it. I walk around looking for it. When we traveled to the 300 cities, Obviously, I'd love everybody to get, get, catch on fire, but we are looking for 120 people because at least we could at minimum get 120. It's a biblical number, the upper room. I would love every person to get saved, but they don't all get saved. I'd love everybody to get healed. They don't all get healed. There's even people that die. <laughs>
It's true. It's true. People die. Our heart, we want to see every single person blessed. Does everybody get blessed? No. So we said, but why is it because of the Lord? It's got nothing to do with the Lord. His word is available for every person. It's that spark of faith to where the individual says, you know what? I've got to have that. And whatever I have to do to get it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to humble myself, which... All of this comes down to humility and to just open your heart and be teachable to say, okay, okay, I've been trying my own way. I've been doing this 30, 40, 50 years. Nothing's worked. Okay, I surrender. And it doesn't matter how long I've been saved because that's, the, that's another thing that hinders people. Well, I've been saved for many years. Praise God. Amen. Okay, so what does that mean that you've been saved for many years? What, what does that mean? Does that, does that obligate God to something for you because you've been saved for many years? There's many people that have been saved for many years. They haven't got much of what God has for them. All they did do is get saved. But they didn't come into the, 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 the They didn't come into the free favors of God. They didn't realize that there was much more. They didn't realize that I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. They didn't realize what that means. They didn't understand that they could grab a hold of it. They, they thought it was, you know, periodically, once in a blue moon, sorry, a blood moon, once every now and then, then God will move and he have grace on me. They didn't understand. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears that you can expect to see the blessing on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday and a Sunday. It doesn't matter what the storms of life, you know, on, 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 on a day like this, fortunately we in a covering, thank God. But there were days under the stand where I was preaching in the pouring rain. Who remembers that? Yes, while the, while the staff made a run for the portraiture. I felt like firing everybody that day. Get your ass back out here. <laughs> One of the key words from this service is going to be Joash. Now, so. Even though, and, uh, and if I feel that way, if I feel like I want to help everybody, but I can't because of the blockages there, there's no spark of faith. The moment you tell something in their mind, even though, yeah, I know that, but, yeah, I know that, yeah, man, I try that. Well, they, there's, it doesn't matter what you've tried. The widow woman had only enough for her and her son. She was going to bake it, eat it, and die. That was what she was trying. But she 
obeyed the word of the Lord coming from the prophet of God. And then God gave them the miracle where the job meal did not fail and the oil did not run dry. Naaman the leper, he didn't even want to. What, I must go in, in the Jordan? Those, those are muddy rivers. The, the waters back home are cleaner. The denominational waters are cleaner back home. Why must I go dip in the muddy Jordan River? Are you kidding me? Does he, he doesn't even come out here and talk to me. He sends his servant. If it wasn't for someone who was with him said, look, you have nothing to lose other than your next finger and your hand because he had leprosy. You, know? <laughs> so you, you have nothing to lose other than your arm or your ear. Just go and dip seven times in the muddy Jordan and then you'll see that the miracle will come your way. So all of these people had breakthrough because somebody who had an anointing came to them with a message and spoke to them. And as they obeyed the word of the Lord, boom, the breakthrough came. God is a God of a breakthrough, but the breakthrough doesn't just happen. The breakthrough comes because of somebody that carries the anointing. That's why we rate, what do you think River University is about? We scholarship everybody, so it's not a money-making institution. There's over $10 million worth of tuition every year that's flushed. We just put it into people. What are we doing? We're raising up people to carry this fire, to carry the anointing, to go to a lost and dying world. Because... They're going to be the solution to somebody else. There's people around the world crying out now. Everywhere we go, they ask, please, is there a river church? Please, how can we get another church that's like what you have? Oh, can you come here? Calls are coming in all the time. Please, can you come and have a crusade here? Please, we need a touch from God. Because they're looking for somebody that carries the anointing, that they can hear the word of the Lord, and then the breakthrough comes. We must not even take for granted what the Lord is even doing here amongst us. Somebody said, well, you, I mean, you're making it out like it's you. I'm not. I'm just a messenger that God sent. God sent me here as a messenger. For the ones that will receive the word of the Lord that God has placed in our heart, you will see the breakthrough because that's how God works. And that breakthrough in you is going to result in the breakthrough of others. And guess what? Some are not going to receive you because the prophet's not without all his own country. They're going to look at you. Oh, yeah. Look who that is. Who do they think they are now? They went there for three years. They come back from Bibi University, and they just think they hung the moon. And I'm so irritated because they're just happy all the time. <laughs> And don't they know what we're going through? Yeah. We, we know everything you're going through because we've been through everything. I mean, I try to tell the story. I try to be as frank as possible. I mean, as rodney as possible and tell the stories of actually what has actually happened. Where you take, we took soda bottles to go to the store to get the deposit to buy half a loaf of bread. Well, he just doesn't know what I got. We do. <laughs> when you're living on cans of bully beef, which would be spam. What's for breakfast? Spam. What's for lunch? Spam. What's for supper? Spam.
fried spam, pickled spam, <laughs> grilled spam. What's for supper, honey? Spam meatloaf. <laughs> hmm, I got some noodles. We're gonna do spam and noodles. <laughs> I know, everybody looks at me like it can't be true. It's true. That's what caused the spark of faith in me to look at what we were dealing with. I mean, as a newlywed couple, 20 and 19, 21 and 20, 22 and 21, and thinking, okay, we, we know God's called us to do great things, but we have to have a breakthrough. We have to have a breakthrough. We ignore everything else out, and we searched, and we found, and we found the word of the Lord that came and caused that breakthrough to where the free favors of God begin to profusely abound. That's what you're carrying in you. That's what you're going to carry back to where you're going. That's what you're going to take back to the town, city, village, ultimately wherever God calls you in the next three to five years. You, you're not just carrying a message. You're carrying a breakthrough. You are a breakthrough going somewhere to breakthrough. Hallelujah. Say this after me. I am a breakthrough going somewhere to breakthrough because God is a God of a breakthrough. The breakthrough in me will be a breakthrough through me. And you know, listen, you know, once you've had that breakthrough, you know, I'll tell you, just let me get my hands on those people. Let me just, I'm going to get in there. Just give me a couple of days. I'll smack that thing up the side of the head. I'm going to break that thing. Everything's about to change. He said, it's not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. It's not my word like a fire. Just give me, just give me a moment. And you send me the students. You bring them in here. After three years, we'll turn them into fly, fiery flaming missiles that'll carry the gospel to the far-flung corners of the globe. Hallelujah. That's why the devil hates what's happening here. He don't want the breakthrough breaking through and breaking out. He wants to contain what God is doing. But you can't contain what God is doing. Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. This I'm glad I came this morning. And we were on the plane. We're coming. And, and I, I had that in my spirit what, what I gave to my wife. I said, you put the offering teaching together. I'm, I'm going to work. Because she, she said, well, what's your main mission? I said, I ain't giving that to you. I said, no, you can do the offering. I'll give that to you. Yes, the scripture, whatever. Just basically, I'm working on this one. Because I've got to let it cook overnight. See, so you put it in and you write it down and then you let it cook. It's been cooking all through the night. This has been a slow roast. Um, what do you call it, a slow? Yeah, yeah. I put it in. What, what time yesterday afternoon? Probably about 3 o'clock, Tampa time. I stuck it in the oven and have been cooking through the night. I mean, this is just falling off the bone right now. This is some fine, Lord have mercy. The free favors of God. You understand what I'm talking about? Pestanula, 
The free favors of God profusely abounding. This is it. It's not coming, it's here now. You are recipients of the free favors of God abounding upon you in your lying down, in your rising up, in your coming in, in your going out. You the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Your enemies run from you seven ways. Hallelujah. You should not be afraid. Being afraid does not exist in the realm of the free favors of God profusely abounding. Somebody said, I'm nervous. Being nervous does not even operate in the realm. How are you going to be nervous when the free favors of God are profusely abound? Profusely, profusely. Uh, uh, it's like being hit by a wave, like a giant wave picks you up and tumbles you. I've been picked up and tumbled by the wave of the free favors of God, and I ain't coming out of it. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay right in there. You can tumble me everywhere you want me to go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get ready for what God's about to do even this week. Now, just so you know, I've got a part two to this. Part two to the part two to this message, which I'll do tonight at seven o'clock. Okay. So free everyone say free favors. I mean, when, when I think about it, just hold this. What do I do? Do I have to go to everybody? Do I have to grab them? Do I have to shake them? Now you listen to me. You listen. Look at me. Look at me. You're going to have the free favors God. Do you understand? Listen. Listen to me. You look at me. You are going to have the free favors of God in your life. in my spirit at 42,000 feet. The breakthrough is for all, however all don't receive because there's no spark of faith. And, and the Lord said, you've got to look for that spark of faith. If they've they got just a little spark. How many of you ever tried to light a fire? 
If you don't have matches, you've got to get something to where you can get the dry kindling and you look for the spark. You know, so all God's looking for is something from you. That's why we're going to the 300 cities. That's why we're going to Cape Town. That's why we're going to Seven Nations. That's why we're going to England. We, we're looking for people that there's a spark of faith that God can then ignite and begin to use them. Amen. And it's to the Jew and the Greek. It's to everyone. Can you say amen? Why you may be seated. So, I mean, here's the thing. It's, po- it's point as me downplaying stuff. The Lord sent me here as a missionary to America. There's many other ministers. I acknowledge that. We try to help as many as we can. But they, many, they, don't have, they don't have the mandate. It's not that I'm better than anybody. I'm on an assignment I can't do what other preachers do. I didn't want to try. But I have to do what my assignment is. So the Lord sent us here as missionaries to America. And upsetting as it is to some people out there, the Lord put me here as pastor of this wonderful church called the River. with amazing people, young and old, across the board, from the babies to 100 years old. Maybe we've got one or two over 100, I don't think so, but I think they all come in under 100 right now. Just think about this. There were many disciples, not just the 12, and then the 70, and then the others. Out of the 12, it'd be interesting when you get to the other side to see how many of, out of that original 12 actually walked in the fullness of that. And then out of the 70, how many walked in the fullness? And then the 500 and all the others that came. In other words, you could be hanging around Jesus. And again, I'm not calling me Jesus. I'm just telling you, I'm on an assignment with the anointing. And you hang around me, you're going to see it. see it. You can't hang around this. You cannot be around this anointing and not get infected or affected. That's why the signs say, warning, this, you're entering a zone of extreme blessing. You're going to have to fight to say, I don't want to be blessed. I'll never go back there again. And that's your choice. But this is a zone of extreme blessing because this is the assignment. This place is an oasis. It's an oasis for people that are bruised, battered, torn by the enemy to come in and get refreshed and have their whole lives changed. And how many would say with the uplift hand, Pastor, since we've come over here, our whole life has been changed. How many would say with the uplift hand, Pastor, I'm, I'm walking in the realm 
of uh, the free favors of God and they're profusely abounding in my life. That was not the case before. And that's not to lift us up. That's not to exalt us. I'm just a man. I'm just an ordinary person with a call of God on my life. My wife is an ordinary lady and we love Jesus with all our heart and we're on an assignment to come and put the anointing on as many people as we can and we'll fight every devil in hell to do that. That's just the way it is. Now, let me just say this, and I'm going to wrap this up here in another few minutes, and we're going to pray. You can attend the River Church, which we're glad that you're here attending the River Church. But that doesn't mean to say that you're going to receive. Just by you being here does not mean to say you're going to receive. There has to be a spark where you connect with God because of the word that you've heard and you say, I believe. Like that woman, hey, bring me, I've got nothing, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And then the breakthrough came. That's how the Lord does it. If you don't like that method, go argue with him. Because I've tried to talk him out of that many, many times. Go tell my people this. I don't want to tell them that. Lord, if I say that, people are going to think I'm crazy. He said, they already think you're crazy, so don't worry about it. Just go and deliver my word. My, my job is just to do exactly what it tells me to do. Nothing more, nothing less. I'll tell you, that's it. That's all I had. That's what I came to deliver. Amen. We're not fabricating anything. We're not going to make it up. We're not going to pretend. I can't stand pretenders. I hate it. I've been around preachers. Boy, they all talk big, pretend this, pretend that, and you just look at me. You just uh, back up hot air. Because I always ask the wife what's going on. The preacher, big mouth, blah, 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 blah. I say to the wife, what's happening? Oh, it's bad. <laughs> the wife tells me, preacher, he just, Gets all the religious voice, praise God, brother, things are just, and I go, I look at him and go, uh. I say to the wife, what's actually happening? Pastor's bad. And you know, some of those preachers we can help. Some we can't help because they don't, they don't, there's no spark. They already know it. I know all this. I know that. I know that. You can't tell me. I know that. I've done that before. And then there's nothing you can do to help them. And you just throw your hands up and, and you feel, I mean, I'd like everybody to be saved and on fire for God and, and see breakthroughs, but you can't make that happen. You can't make that happen. So you can attend and not receive. You can participate here at the river as a church, because this is a local church. It's not just some revival center or whatever. This is a local church with a family. This is a, f a church family. You can participate and receive all the benefits and the blessings of heaven because of the corporate anointing and the anointing that's in this place. Because the people here that have been watered are also watering now. So it's not just, it's not just me and my wife as pastors. We, we got all our pastors here. We got a healing school that's now running flat out 
really two week intervals, but it's back to back. There's no, there's no reason. Everybody should get sick. Or, I mean, if you did, you'd get healed. We've got people that we've been talking to for 10 years to come to healing school, and they just said they don't want to go. And now they're in healing school getting healed. You'll hear some testimonies here in the next week. They say, oh, my God, I wish we'd gone 10 years ago. I wish we'd gone 10 years ago. And we go, we wish you'd have gone 10 years too. Both of them almost died. They were at this door in intensive care units. And God is now touching them and they're walking in healing. That was available. The free favors of God were profusely abounding, but they didn't grab a hold of it. They come around the peripheral, just look, you know, and not enter in. God was looking for a spark of faith. I'm so happy what the Lord is doing. So if you get provoked, yes, not to get rid of you. We're not pushing you to get rid of you. I'll tell you, I'm going to push that God until he leaves the church. We're provoking you to break you into that realm. Amen. Can you say amen? First of all, everybody gets saved. Then get them all healed. Get them all baptized in the Holy Ghost, on fire, speaking in other tongues, operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Break them through in the area of their finances. There's no reason anybody should lack. I don't care what's going on in the city. There's no reason anybody, I don't care if you live in the projects, Everyone can have a breakthrough and you can be the light and the salt and you won't be affected by the heat that's coming. You know what I'm saying. You can be the light and the salt. So, I want to ask you, why would you not want to receive all that heaven has? What is holding you back today from receiving everything heaven has? If if it's available, don't you want it? Yes. So how do I get it? You, you open your heart and say, okay, but Lord, that's a little scary area for me to go into. I'm not, I'm not used to that. I wasn't raised around that. I don't understand. We've got people come here. You heard the brother testify today, Catholic. They didn't even know what's going on. Came here. Now look at him. We've, we've had people come Baptist. They don't know anything about this. They go, I, I, this looks real strange to me, but I came. COVID brought in many evangelicals and Baptists. We were, we were overrun with Baptists during COVID. And I have no problem with Baptists, I'm just telling you. I mean, there was a couple of years and I used to be a Baptist. No, not in the belief. I was a full-blown Pentecostal, but there was the only church in town, and we went to a Baptist church. Some said, you went to a Baptist church? Yeah. It was the only church. So we went there. We didn't change what we believed. Because it's scriptural to go to church on a Sunday to fellowship with the saints. And there were days when we got something. There were days when we didn't get anything because they saw us and they started preaching against us. I'm a kid sitting there, 10 years old, 11, 12. I go, great. This is just great. But the Lord was toughening me up for what I'd have to deal with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when I came to America and the attack broke out and all the hell broke loose, I thought, well, this is not different from anything that I haven't faced before. I know how to deal with that. Just ignore and keep moving. 
Amen. Amen. Even in my school, in my high school, the teacher that taught us several subjects was the Baptist pastor in town. So the moment I walked in the school and they sat down, he started picking on me in the class. He called me Howie. He says, hey, you've been speaking in tongues this morning. And that's how the class started. You're supposed to be learning a subject and they start picking on you. And I just smiled, didn't take it personally. I didn't do well in the class. <laughs> Partly because I wasn't interested. The spark of faith in me was greater than the extinguisher in them. Hallelujah. So you personalize it. So I'm going to ask the question again. Why would you not want to get, and I'll go into this tonight, why would you not want all the free favors that's already available? This is not anything you can earn or buy. You just have to open your heart to receive it. Here at the River Church, we have everything you need to become a person who walks daily in the free favors of God. Yes, Every, everything from the little ones in the three to fives, from the bambinos all the way up. There's no reason why anyone should lack spiritual things. And you can tap into the abundant supply, 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 not in the sweet by and by, but right now. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can teach it to your children. You can teach it to your wife. You can teach it to your neighbor. You can teach it because it's your life. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You will lead by example. It shall not be just a theory, but people will see the free favors of God. They'll follow you. Go, oh, I, I, I just can, can, can we get together? Well, what do you want? I, I just want to sit by. Can I come sit by you? It just, I, want, I feel there's something around you. I feel there's some free favor around you, and I just need to be there. Can I come? Can you give me a half an hour just so I can hang around some of the free favor? Slap the pastors, get them ready for what God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, blessed Jesus. This room is full of free favors. This room is full of free favors right now. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Just lift your hands right where you are. Yes, 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 yes. He's God of the breakthrough. 
The anointing is what brings the breakthrough. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that brings the breakthrough. Breakthrough this week. Breakthrough in your life. Breakthrough with protection. Breakthrough with provision. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Free favors. Free favors. Free favors. Free favors. Free, free favors. Free favors. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. For us to receive all that the Lord has, I mean, God provokes me like I'm provoking many of you. The Lord provokes me, stirs me, and pushes me. Son, there's more. But Lord, I'm just happy with what you've done. Yeah, yeah, but there's more. But Lord, that means I've got to stretch again. No, no, you've still got it in you. Come on. Come on. Like when you're training and they put the weights on the bar and you're just staying with what's comfortable. I don't want to push anymore. But then they lock it in a couple of other things and you grit your teeth and you can just feel that I'm going to the next level here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. To see this place as a spiritual gymnasium where we're getting everybody fit, putting you through your paces. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, did you get something out of this yet today? So, part two tonight, I will be on the, on the, yeah, you'll see. That's, um, I'll leave it at that. Because otherwise I'll start preaching that tonight. I mean now, and I don't want to. Free favors. Praise God. I want you to bow your heads, if you would, across the room today in the balconies, the main floor. If you are here today, obviously, I'm talking to you, and you fit into these categories, I'd love to pray with you for you. Maybe you walked in here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, be Lord and Savior of our life. You, you know about religion, but that's as far as it goes. You know about churchianity, but you've never met him face to face. You want to you want to meet Jesus. Then today is your day of freedom. Today the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. All you have to do is to surrender, to say, Yes, Lord, I humble myself to receive today. Maybe you're watching in your homes, you don't know Jesus, but today you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today. And you say, Pastor, I gave my heart to him, but I allowed things of the world to come in. I lost my first love. I lost the joy, the peace that I once had. But today I feel the Lord calling me. I feel a spark of faith 
where God is calling me to come back, to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Maybe it's something hidden that's held you back. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things that clog the heart of man. But today you say, you know what? Those things are going to go from me. I want nothing to do with them anymore. Because his word says, I will take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Will you allow him to come and put a new heart on the inside of you? In the book of Revelation, he talks about the Laodicean church, that people are hot, lukewarm, or cold. He said, don't be lukewarm. Make a decision. Either be hot or cold. If you lukewarm, he said, I spew out of my mouth. His heart is that you be on fire and that you serve him. Maybe it's not hidden. Maybe there's something outward that everybody knows and there's a reputation out now and it's publicized. And so people go, well, what use is that? They know what I've done and how bad I've been or whatever. But God's a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come, come. He refreshes, he renews, he restores, he revives. And that's what he's going to do for you today. You say, Pastor, it's not anything hidden or um, outward, but the last really number of years, storms have come against my life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Whatever it was that rocked your world, that took your breath away, that knocked the wind out of your sails, that stopped you from serving the Lord like you should. But you say, today is my day and I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. And then lastly, you're here today and you say, Pastor, I do love the Lord. That's not even a question. But I don't have the assurance. I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. I want to know so that if the enemy comes to me with thoughts, that those thoughts never gain any ascendancy in my life, but that I know that I'm a child of God, that if Jesus comes today, I'm going to go be with him. Everywhere we travel, there are many people that when I ask them the question, if you die today, where would you spend eternity? Suddenly they get a shock because they have no clue. But today you can know. If this is you, anywhere across this wonderful sanctuary, and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right now, right where you are, quickly put your hand up and say, pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, 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 God bless you. On the main floor, yes, up at the balconies. Thank you, God bless you, yes. Your heart's pounding away, the Lord's calling you. Today is your day of freedom and liberty. And in your homes, you can lift your hands as well. Once you've raised, you can put it down. I want you to look at me right now. Over here on the north balcony, is anyone in the north balcony? You didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Quickly slip your hand up and say, include me. What about on the floor here and under the overhang? Just slip your hand up. Anybody else? 
that will say yes, Pastor, the meeting right back, right back there. Anyone else? And then the middle section here. Anybody else? Put your hand up and say, that's me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Up in the west balcony, slip that hand up high and say, that's me. And then over here, I see your hand there. Over here on the south balcony, just slip your hand up and say, that's me. Anybody? And then underneath, over the side, thank you, sir. And right there under the overhead. All right. I want every person to raise your hand right where you are to stand. Stand right now. We're going to pray. Come. Stand to your feet. I want you to come from where you are. You can bring your person belongings if you're by yourself and then just come stand right here. We're going to pray together. Come. Every person that's standing, just come right for you. Come stand right here. Ushers, bring them. Follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. But give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. Give me Jesus. No turning back. This gentleman right here, sir, just come around here. I saw you walk in here. Did you come in with your wife and you got kids? You came and you're sitting up there, probably three rows down, and you came in while my wife was talking. And the Lord said for me to tell you that from today is your breakthrough. 
that God's heard the cry of your heart. I didn't know you were going to come down today. God's got something big that he wants to do with you and your family. So I'm going to pray together, then I'm going to come minister to you. Just stand right there. I want you to look at me, every one of you. Somebody said, Pastor, you knew where you sat. Yeah, I'm, I'm awake. I know what's going on. I'm watching everything. Today, if you mean business with God, God means business with you. It's what he does. This is available for every person. Again, like I said, somebody said, well, surely not me. Yes, you. That's why this place exists. And one spark in your heart, God ignites that fire. And then the breakthrough comes. The greatest breakthrough is salvation, of course. And then the other breakthroughs that will come to where you begin to experience the free favors of God in every area of your life. So we're going to pray that together today. And you watching in your home. So I'm going to ask everybody just to bow your heads. Raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this with me. Believe it in your heart. Say with your mouth. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now. I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you now. From this day, I belong to you. I'm yours. Take me. Use me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. And I'll be what you want me to be. Not my will, but yours be done. So I receive this now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just lift your hands and thank him right now. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day, not one would be missing. Use them to be mighty men and women of God. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, or for additional resources, visit revival.com.